Welcome to the Patriot Podcast, a production of Covenant Academy in Cypress, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast connects you to the heart of our community, culture, and those who are helping shape the hearts and minds of students. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. I'm Michael Gaines, and as always, I'm joined by Covenant Academy's head of school, Leslie Collins. Leslie, Hi, good Michael. to see you. Hey, good to see you. I have uh, Jeremiah Stone on the dials, and uh, we are also joined today by Caroline McKee, who is a Christian counselor and licensed therapist. So, Caroline, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. So uh, today we are talking about a, a topic that uh, many in our communities and, uh, and some uh, even around us more closely deal with, and that's uh, talking about anxiety in children and uh, in students. Um, and so, Caroline, I know that your, uh, your background and, and experience has uh, allowed you the opportunity to kind of step into the lives of many students and families uh, who are dealing with this. And so we wanted to maybe get a little bit of insight and perspective uh, from you. And I know, Leslie, you have some uh, uh, perspective in the space as well. Um, and I just wanted to start out, maybe actually I'll start with you, Leslie, um, as a as an administrator, as, a, as someone who's been in uh, uh, the space of uh, living life with students. I know that this is something that you've seen, mm-hmm. you know, kind of firsthand. Yes, yes, it is true. Students at a younger and younger age experience anxiety, and parents um, empathizing with them um, experience that anxiety as well. And it affects them in the classroom. It affects them uh, in their daily life. Uh, it affects them in every way. And uh, it's something that I think is really important to address so that we can see students um, living a healthy life um, as God designed that um, holistically, not just in one particular area. And you know, so, so we we're talking about anxiety, and and Carolina, think that it would be helpful, uh, maybe even for myself and for those listening to have a level set and understand. Okay, we say anxiety, we hear this word. Uh, what? How, how do you define that? What What is anxiety, and and how do we think about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to think of anxiety in layman's terms as these feelings of being overwhelmed by your situation, and maybe. Um, feeling like you have to scramble to cope with what with what you're walking through and just feeling very dominated by those feelings. Okay. Okay. So so we have this overwhelming kind of uh, just kind of a crushing dominating feeling um, so when we're applying that to a child and and those that are, you know, a, a student um, how how does anxiety present itself. Absolutely. So the younger the student, you're going to see it in behavioral kind of ways. So misbehaving can be an effect of that kind of anxious feeling where they're feeling out of control in their world or feeling uncomfortable in their world. Kids don't know usually how to talk about that or how to share that. So they end up um, acting out as a result. Um, You also can see it in someone who's very concerned with 
the schedule of the day or concerned with, okay, where am I going to be? Who am I going to be with? They're working to try to figure everything out because they're not at peace inside, basically. So we can see that a lot. With older kids, I tend to see in students, um, kids who are really anxious, where you see them very concerned about their work, putting a lot of effort into their work and their preparation, but not getting the results that they want. So when they actually get to the test, they can't recall things because they're so stressed or they, um, they aren't ever satisfied with what they produce. And that becomes very worrisome for them. Is that helpful? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so to, to, add a little bit of clarity, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that, uh, so you're saying maybe a a student who, you know, is concerned about the schedule. It's, it's not the normal kind of average, okay, where do I need to be? It's, it's really having a, maybe a, a hyper focus or, or being really kind of overwhelmed about those specific details. Is that, is that right? Absolutely. Some almost like an obsessive kind of focus on those things and just controlling their environment controlling their day mm. and what's coming. I would say uh, when I when I see children in a place where they have a huge need for control, everyone has a need has a desire for control. That's part of our humanity. Is that's one of the ways in which we take dominion over the earth is to get to control the way things work, and that's a great thing. But when it is an, a consuming, overwhelming, ruling passion within you that you can't function unless you have control that's when it's going to be um, prohibitive to your learning. Okay. And so, you know, you, you, uh, Caroline, you talked about, uh, you know, how a little bit of how the anxiety presents itself uh, in the kind of childhood or adolescence. Uh, are there some, some other ways that it affects students specifically as they uh, go through uh, their, their schooling? Yeah, I would say... Um, <clears throat> When they're just overwhelmed by these other things, they don't have the space to focus on normal everyday life. They don't have the space to to rest and be calm in their environment. They don't have the space to do normal play. They don't have the space to do those kinds of things. And that's going to affect the way they develop and just the way they interact with the world um, and not be a great situation. So for parents who are listening, uh, who say, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, e, uh, you know, I, and maybe they're not in that, that space yet, or maybe they might start seeing some uh, uh, kind of leading indicators to say, okay, well, I, I want to prevent this, or I want to do whatever I can to, you know, ensure that my child doesn't uh, have to experience, you know, the, these, you know, symptoms or, or the effects of anxiety. What can uh, a, a parent do to, to help prevent or mitigate the, the harmful effects of anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say the very baseline that I like to start with with families is building emotional language and like emotional knowledge with kids. So giving them the verbiage that they need to communicate how they're feeling with you. That's like the very first place to start just because then they feel empowered to share what's going on inside of them. Um, And that's just a first step in communicating and building a back and forth with the parent. So emotional language and emotional knowledge. So let's dive in a little bit on that. So 
Can you give me a couple tangible examples of what what that sounds like? Absolutely. It's much simpler than you'd probably think. I'm sure. (laughs) I I overcomplicate things, sure. No. Like, so I'm thinking about with littles a lot of the time, I will give them a sheet of paper that has a bunch of faces on it. And we're talking about, okay, when you see this face, what do you think that person is feeling? So you're also building empathy in a child. You're helping them recognize when someone looks like this, let's think about how they're feeling. And when I look like this, let's think about how I'm feeling. So you're building that skill as well, which is so helpful, especially in this technological age. Um, so you're you're giving that kind of task to these parents and then you're taking it a step further and saying when you're upset today let's let's break that down a little bit and let's share with mom what was going on in that moment Um, and let's talk maybe let's ask mom how she's feeling and building just building that skill of talking about feelings Um, does that answer yeah so it sounds like a lot of the effects uh, that children will uh, sort of internalize, I guess, with respect to anxiety. It sounds like uh, a lot of that could be a result of sort of pulling that from parents who might be dealing with anxiety. Is that a fair assessment or or assumption? Yeah, I think so. And not in a condemnation type of way, Mm -hmm. of course, with parents. Um, But if you think about how your child is around you most of all, and so whatever they see you doing, the coping that they see you use in this world when you're stressed or when something doesn't go your way, typically that is something they're going to pick up on. And so it is fairly common to see parents who are generally anxious will have kids who have a bent towards anxiety just because it's a learned behavior that they've seen. So, so if that is the case and you know the reality is that there might be a child who does exhibit some uh, uh, level of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what positive steps can a parent uh, or, or parents take to uh, kind of help address the situation once mm-hmm. once maybe that's been identified? Absolutely. The very first thing is to talk to your child about what's going on. Um, talk to them about what they what you see and how it concerns you because you care about them and because you love them and want them to thrive and don't want them to be held back by um, those feelings of anxiety or to feel paralyzed by that. And then I think you kind of, I mean, absolutely seek wisdom from others around you, like Mrs. Collins at school or teachers and things like that. Um, But if you feel like this is something that your child has struggled with for a while or does seem to really inhibit their daily life process, then I absolutely recommend counseling for folks. And it counseling is a wonderful thing because it it can span so many different things. So you can you might need to come and bring your child for three sessions, four sessions, or it could be something that you come for 10 sessions. Maybe you want some parenting sessions. Basically, what I like to remind parents is counseling can be what you need it to be. Um, It doesn't have to be what media says it is. It doesn't have to be what your stereotype says it is. It's a tool for you to use um, for the health of your family. We want to take a moment out of today's podcast to talk about Grand Coffee. Jack, can you tell us a little bit about Grand Coffee for those that aren't familiar? Yes. So Grand Coffee is a completely student-run coffee service that the students of the Grand Tour 
provide to teachers, parents, and students who have permission. And all of the proceeds to it go to fund our grand tour. So Avery, ordering coffee is really easy and it doesn't cost that much, right? Absolutely. So each parent can come in in the morning or go in car line. Uh, we'll have menus for them. They can look at the menus, go over what they want and order right then and there. And then we'll have their coffee made as soon as we can. Um, we just started opening up tea as well. So now we have coffee and tea and each are both $2. So Piper, what does the menu look like for Grand Coffee? So we have an assortment of different coffees, regular and strong, and we also have mango black tea, which is delicious, and we also have an assortment of creamers and sugars, especially the pumpkin spice creamer, which is wonderful. That sounds excellent. And Timothy, I know that when parents arrive on campus, it's easy to order their coffee or tea. Right. So we arrive in the morning every, every time at 7.15 to get set up, and then we take the uh, the teacher orders before, and whenever Carline opens up, we get out there and are ready for your orders and take it right out to you whenever uh, it's ready. That sounds excellent. So Grand Coffee, be sure to place your order every time you arrive on campus during the week. I think that uh, it, counseling is a fantastic tool. I think that it is a great help, and, and I think it's wonderful when the church can provide that. Um, and that is that is traditionally, historically, where people receive their counseling from, because the church is, is filled with the Word, which gives us the, the direction that we need for life and, and godliness. Something else that I think um, might surprise parents, an e a way of building that emotional language. So we need to develop the vocabulary. We have so many words for so many things. When it comes to our emotions, that's not an area we may feel that we can talk about. Something that may surprise people is that one of the functions of fairy tales mm -hmm. is to be able to talk about evil, good, scary, bad people, uh, you know, Rapunzel and all of these, you know, Hansel and Gretel, child abduction, you know, th these are not light things to talk about, but they're real fears that children think about, and it allows you to talk about them. And, you know, there was a, there was a period of time, and in, in I think probably my generation of parents, the 90s group, uh, that said, oh, that's scary. I think we should not do that. that. That's scary. I don't want my children to be scared. I want my children to be happy and safe. All the time, I want them to know that they're safe. Well, you actually don't create children who feel safe when everything around them is always easy and, and safe. Um, when everything around them is always pleasant, that means that that's the expectation that life must be. So the moment life gets uncomfortable, now I'm freaked out because that's not my norm. But what fairy tales do is normalize evil and make it so that we can talk about that. Yes, that was very, very bad what that wicked stepmother did. Of course, stepmothers are not always wicked. But that was very, very bad. What would you do in that situation? Okay, good. Um, now, it may not be the best thing to read it directly before bed, but that is the function of fairy tales historically through time. Uh, myths, legends, all of those wonderful things that, that people read. Another thing that is a simple thing that people can abstain from is I would strongly advise that people not watch the news 
and have it on in front of their children. It is not child-friendly. It is not safe. It is fear-based. That's how they sell more news. They have to create a crisis, so we have to turn it on. They have to be the channel or the place that we need to find that news source. And it and it's not always even a biblically objective perspective. I'd have to make a plug here for The World and Everything in It, which is a podcast that provides news from a biblically objective perspective. And, and I think it's a fantastic resource to even help your children think about the news biblically. But You'd be surprised how many children hear something on the news and come and talk about it at school because they're scared about it. And I think it, it's it's an easy thing. Okay, well, I can abstain from that. Too much salt, I can abstain from that. Too much overwhelming news, I can abstain from that. And more good stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about uh, the the concept of being intentional about the news. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much plugged into global events and local events. And, you know, if it's it's breaking news, I usually know about it within 15 minutes. But I, I've made an intentional decision on how I get that information routed to me. Because, you know, instead of, to, to your point, instead of idly having the TV on, uh, you know, I, I've made a point to, to really be conscious about that. I'm thinking even when, uh, you know, the, I mean, you can kind of check them off the number of even major weather events that we've had. And I just had a very brief period of time where the kids are like, wow, what, what's going on? Are we okay? It's like, okay. You know, <laughs> and it wasn't anything major. I said, okay, that's enough. Like we're going to go ahead and shut this down. So yeah, really being, being intentional. That's good, good feedback. Um, you know, Caroline, you, you've really brought up a lot of good points and perspectives on, uh, you know, anxiety, both what that looks like in, in the student and the children, but also, uh, you know, things that parents can be thinking about. And I know that we have the, the wonderful opportunity to have you here on the Covenant Academy campus uh, for three, uh, three sessions, uh, uh, seminars that you're going to be leading in, in February. Can you talk just a little bit about what uh, parents could expect in, in those, those conversations? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> I like to think about parenting right now is there's a lot of noise going on around. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of dialogue about what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, um, rules and things like that. But what I want to bring to y'all here is first thinking about some emotional regulation, just basics, so you get that emotional language, and also looking at, okay, how do we control our feelings? How do we take ownership of what we're feeling as parents? And then how do we help our kids realize their strength in not having to bow down to feelings? There's a lot of conversation in our world right now of how you feel is who you are, or how you feel is um, something that dictates what you do. And in a lot of ways, how we feel does give us a knee-jerk reaction. But helping people understand that you don't have to be caught in that trap. You get to decide and you can share with your children that you have the strength to to make a decision about how you respond to something and acknowledge the feeling, acknowledge maybe what you would like to do, but, um, but to help them know that they can be empowered to make the choice that they want to make and not feel controlled by their feelings and that we as parents don't have to feel controlled by our par- our children's feelings and their reactions. So that's one piece of it. And then <clears throat> really just diving into how is anxiety affecting your family 
system? How is it affecting your life? And then how can we make decisions as a family um, to prioritize what's really important? So not necessarily bowing down to what culture says is important for our families, but deciding what do we feel is important and how do we want to make those decisions going forward. Great. No, that that sounds like it'll be great. Some great uh, conversations. So uh, you'll be, uh, Caroline, you'll be here at Covenant Academy on February 5th, 12th, and 19th. And that'll be at two o'clock. Uh, those are Wednesdays in the uh, Patriot Hall, I believe. Right, Leslie? I think it's in the library. Ah, library. Much right. more the intimate. Library. Sorry about surrounded that. Surrounded yeah, by books. The library. That's correct. So the library uh, with Caroline McKee, that'll be February 5th, 12th, and 19th at 2 p.m. So uh, I am uh, very grateful. I know we all are, Caroline, for your passion and uh, uh, really answering the call the Lord has placed in your life to serve families and and uh, be able to share uh, effective tools that uh, that we can use to to help help our, our students, help uh, our, our children, especially in this this space of, of anxiety. So. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your perspective today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. Hi, my name is Jack Ellis, and I'm a junior here at Covenant. Um, and I've been at Covenant since sixth grade. But in eighth grade, um, the eighth grade class goes to Washington, D.C., and it's just such a fun experience. We get up early in the morning and we go to the airport and we got to all stay on the same flight and it's so much fun and we go to DC and we see so many amazing things and it's our teachers are leading it and it's so fun and we get to play games with them and it's we see so many amazing things and just walking around DC it I think a lot of us came back from it really loving DC and just the environment and it's all so beautiful and the giant buildings and everything so intricately laid out and historical and it's just a really amazing place and being there with your classmates and your teachers who really care about you and just love you so much and they like genuinely have a relationship with you and have fun with you it's just such an amazing experience and to do it with your friends is amazing. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about anything discussed, feel free to contact us on our website at covenantcypress.org.